0: Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with The Breakfast Huddle, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker, Barity Jackdishon, Ryan Huang. It's time now for Mind Your Business. Here's a familiar tune. Today you can open your business, tomorrow no. Yeah Restricted
1: Closed 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 Uh, That was actually the scenario For a lot of fitness businesses Right Like gyms Yoga studios They were actually Facing this sort Of cycle uh, For about a year or so
0: And then You know You see them a bit lost Not sure what to do And yeah Okay You can say a lot of them pivoted to Mm. online classes, but really, is that enough?
1: Mm. Well, amid the hardest times that the scene is facing, our next guest, Lab Studios, Mm. actually expanded with a new studio last year and a new brand. In fact, in just five years, Lab Studios has successfully carved out its own niche with its promise of mindful fitness classes that are both affordable and of high quality.
0: Yeah, they expanded with one new studio in August and they launched a new brand in January. January let's find out about all of this from Jasmine Chong the co-founder of lab studios Jasmine good morning how are you
2: good morning I'm good thank you
0: what an interesting five years it's been I suppose uh, we'll leave it to you to tell us a little bit more about lab studios and its success
2: it has been quite a right especially in the last um, I say one or two years since COVID Um, I started the business in 2016 I'm a yogi at heart, I started my journey with yoga. I started um, teaching yoga full time and then starting my own brand called Yoga Lab. One small studio in Hong Kong street and it only started because I saw a gap in the market that like, there was not enough yoga places or yoga classes. that so was offering um, quality classes at ac- accessible, affordable prices. Mm. So it started and it, and it took off. We went to four studios within two years. And then kind of stumbled into a bar class, which is a belly fitness and kind of concept. Stumbled mm-hmm. into bar, couldn't walk down the steps after class, and was so challenged that I I took a teacher's training and decided to also share that love with the community, launching Bar Lab in 2018. And then, um, forward two years, a year and a half to two years, COVID kind of hit. Um, so we were at that point six outlets. And um, two brands quickly made the decision to rethink the leases in the CBD um, because at that point no one was going to the offices anymore. And um, it was also at the start of lockdown. And I was also pregnant. So Mm. it was a very quick decision to rethink the resources that I had and we had as a company. So we closed two of our outlets at CBD and redirected the resources um, to the heartlands. Mm. Opening one more in um, Holland Village. Mm -hmm. This was August last year, but that was pushed back because it was that opening and that closing period and we thought we should just wait for a better time. So Holland V launched, um, Holland V finally launched in about, I would say, end end of August. And then the most exciting thing was, um, the start of this year, we launched a new concept, a reformer concept called flow lab. It's a collaboration with the flow studio from KL. Um, so yeah, that all happened. And, uh, it's been just five years, but it felt like forever already. Mm,
1: sounds like an eternity, right? No, it's a very long story. <laughs> but I understand. <laughs> but I understand. Uh, the thing is, you said something that really stood out for me. You said you quickly decided to close down certain studios, open elsewhere, and then online classes, I'm sure. Mm. How did you know? Because a lot of people told me that during circuit breaker, especially, and then there were, you know, several other restrictions and several rounds of those. uh, They were always holding out hope that, yeah, things would go back to normal. Right. So this is just short term. It's temporary. How did you decide that, no, it may not be short term or temporary. I'm going to make some concrete changes, some permanent changes here.
2: It definitely wasn't easy, right? Because those two outlets were also our biggest um, flagship outlets. Our main clientele was also within the CBD. But, you know, the leases at that point, um, to renew it at the same price really didn't make sense. And looking at how the situation would go internationally, internationally as well, to recover, you know, it would at least take a year. And to commit to one more year of lease to wait it out, in my head, it was just putting that same amount of resources into another studio um, versus waiting it out. So yeah, it was it was not easy, but but you know it had to be done, and I'm I'm actually really glad we took that step.
0: Mm. Uh, Jasmine, I was just stalking you on Instagram. My gosh, your yoga poses <laughs> makes me reconsider my health. I mean, <laughs> doing doing a health business amidst the pandemic. What have you noticed where customers are concerned? Are, have their priorities shifted health-wise or are they intimidated by the need to, to continue to stay healthy? What are your thoughts?
2: I think the pandemic has definitely brought about a whole new wave of mindfulness. Mm. People wanting to take care of themselves. And this is beyond looking a certain way. They want to feel good. Ah. Um, yeah, so it's beyond the physical aspect. A lot of it has to do with mental health now as well.
1: Uh, you, you said mental health, and I know that uh, you are really focused on mindful fitness. Mm, so yeah, yeah. I'd really like to know more about that. What exactly does mindful fitness mean?
2: So we are really challenging what mindfulness means to people. In the beginning, this whole word, or in the beginning, being a very scary term. But you know, now mindfulness still holds this image of sitting down, meditating. Um, And that scares a lot of people. That's where the overwhelming part of mindfulness comes. But when we approach mindfulness, we approach it in all the aspects of things that we do, be it the yoga, the bar, all the Pilates. That means we become very mindful, very intentional with how we do the movements. Take, for example, bar. Bar is a very high Pace, fast-paced workout, yeah. And when we bring mindfulness into it, our brand of bar, our movement of bar is a lot more grounded. So we are still moving, but we are telling you exactly what you're feeling in every single part of your body. So you know exactly what you're doing versus just throwing your arms and your legs around. Just bringing that that, that mind-body connection back into every single kind of movement that we offer.
0: Okay, well, bar is a different type of workout for me and mm-hmm. I, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I apologize for that. But you've got, you've got this new concept called the Flow Pilates. Hey, yeah. Some people will say ah, Pilates, yoga, the same thing. No, it's definitely not. Tell us how the concept is different from your other, uh, other businesses.
2: So, the Flow, um, we decided to collaborate with the Flow because it is one of the the best I would say the best um, reformer methods out there okay. it 's different because Pilates are traditionally related to just injuries and rehab. Yes. even in a group class you get you don 't get to move quite a lot because it is very focused on re- rehab right but for flow it 's really made for it's really made for the everybody anyone who just wants to get a workout on the reformer gets to come in and enjoy the one hour of dynamic movement. Having said that, it is mm-hmm. also not scary. It is not where you are going crazy on the reformer. Um, it is still mindful, it is still intentional. Right. Same thing across all lab brands where you get to work out as a healthy body. You come in, you get to work out, you get your one full hour of, you know, something pumping workout without feeling like, What did I just do? Ah. You know Yes. <laughs>
0: It's not like mindless trying to get your heart rate up, that type of thing. Because mm. after a while, it, is, it, comes, it becomes a drag, right? You're dreading the entire session.
2: Yeah, I think what we're trying to cultivate here with this whole mindful, mindful fitness movement is also that, you know, you start to fall in love mm. with moving and it becomes like an hour of a date with yourself. Every time we step into class, we are, we're asking ourselves the question, like, what brought you here? And how are you going to walk out of class today? It shouldn't just feel like, oh, I've burnt certain calories. It should start to open up things about, you know, when you step on the yoga mat, you start thinking about, how do I slow down? What kind of, what kind of week have I, have I gone through? How do I let go of certain things on the yoga mat? Mm-hmm. And it translates. It translates across all the movements. So that's the intention. That's the intention of bringing people into the lab room, coming out and understanding themselves a little bit better. And that's where mindfulness comes, comes through.
1: I want to talk a little bit about how consumers might be behaving at this point, you know, where we're at, where we're looking to live with COVID as an endemic Mm. and things are opening up to a great extent. So you said that you had branches in the CBD, then you moved some of them into the neighborhoods. You also have an online platform. So which... Which ones are working best here? Mm. The CBD, the neighbourhoods or, you know, is the online thing really taking off and
2: here to stay in spite of the fact that COVID might ease up? I think different phases, different um, the consumers' behaviour diff- were different. When we were locked up for a while during the circuit breaker and when that reopened, um, online actually dipped because people wanted to be out. People just wanted to be with people again. So the studio business saw a spike in um, attendance, but the online business served a very specific need. People who were working from home just held that subscription just in case they were like, you know, five minutes and they want to do something. The classes that we have online are very different than the classes that we have in studio. We have shorter classes, more specific classes for that purpose. In studio, they get that one full hour. In studio, you get a teacher-student connection. In terms of behavior, I think what has significantly changed and we noticed is that people are a lot more comfortable being around where they live Mm-hmm. rather than being where they're working. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just because of the work arrangement. It's, it's just the A-B scheduling right now that people mm-hmm. are preferring to stay where they live. So our neighborhood studios are definitely seeing a lot more people coming in than the town studios, at least right now.
0: Okay, excellent. Uh, Jasmine, let's let's talk uh, future plans. I uh, understand you guys are trying to expand or op- aiming to open in the region. What goes into this? I mean, what regions are you looking at?
2: I think definitely Southeast Asia first. Mm. Um, closer Closer to heart as well. We understand the area better. Um, looking at... The exciting plans of bringing what we know the best—our yoga and our bar brands—into the region first. Um, really, just introducing this idea of mindfulness into the the, the Malaysian market. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's been exciting. But yes, <laughs> just with COVID um, and the borders opening and shutting, it's it's a little tricky to plan. But still, something that we want to step forward into.
1: In terms of what you expect consumers to gravitate towards in the coming years, uh, what have you observed in terms of trends and what they might really want? You know, you've always got to be anticipating uh, customer preferences, right? What are you looking mm. at?
2: I think what we are in right now, the low-impact, high-intensity space, this has been on the rise. The reason being people are becoming more aware of what they want, I think as a market, Singapore has slowly moved away from just like what Ryan has said, like just 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 getting your heart rate up. Um, people are actually wanting to know what is happening and how to better take care of themselves when they exercise. So, so I, I'm seeing boutique fitness. Um, on the rise right, where people are looking more than just more than just a coach to tell to shout at them and to scream at them, but more for a person to actually care for them. So that that only happens in the boutique scene where you have one teacher with a small ish kind of class. And with a low impact space, yoga bar and Pilates, this is where people can still get a workout but not enjoy themselves. Mm. So it's a very safe space where people can explore, you know, how to improve themselves physically without, 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 without breaking their banks as well.
0: Yeah, my, my knees, my back, and my elbow nodded in agreement. <laughs> We've been speaking with Jasmine Chung, co-founder of Lab Studios. Jasmine, appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah?
2: Thank you. Stay safe as well. Take care.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.